Praise the Lord, everybody. Let's stand. I'm going to read two verses from Philippians, and I'll have you be seated. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. But one thing I do, Apostle Paul said, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. You may be seated. I want to preach on the subject, teach on the subject, our future is bright. Amen. Our future is bright. You know, it's uh, this time of year that we always reminisce about uh, what happened in the year. You even look at uh, specials in the news and different uh, shows that uh, have all the high points, uh, the things that happened that were significant in the news all uh, year long. And so it's natural that we all look back and, and see what, what, we, uh, what we did uh, in the year. Amen. And we reflect and we reminisce about all that happened this year in our lives. The good times, the not so good times, the lessons learned, all those things we, we think about. And no matter what happened this year, it's never a good idea to dwell on the past too much. Amen. You know, let's talk about the not-so-good times. You know, those are the times where we might have stumbled. We might have fell. We, we, might, we made a mistake. We, we did things that we wish, uh, you know, uh, if you ever wish you could have a do-over, oh, I wish I could go back and do that over, say that over. But we can't, we can't go back and do that. You know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, oh, if I could just go back. But you can't unring the bell. The bell's rung. All you can do is do things today and tomorrow to change what that bell meant, whatever that represented in your life. Amen. Now you talk about uh, times of great success, the good times, the victory times, uh, the happy times in the year. Those are great too, and we're always going to have those great memories. But even the Bible said that we've got to not look back and just dwell on those times only uh, because we're coming up on a future. We, we've got today, we've got next year. The Bible said in Ecclesiastes 7.10, do not say, why were the old days better than these days? For it's not wise to ask that. Amen. You know, we've always heard this statement this old saying, the good old days, man, we, we go back to the good old days and you just, you know, plug in, you know, fill in the blank of what that means to you. And we, you know, there are good memories and there were good, good old days. But what this is saying here is what, you know, why are we dwelling on the past and when wishing and spending so much time on the good old days, wishing for the good old days, when we have today and tomorrow and some good new days that God wants to give us. Amen. So as much as we would like to, we cannot change our past. It's in the history books, but we can change our future. Amen. Uh, Roy T. Bennett said this, don't let the memories of your past limit the potential of your future. Amen. Isaiah 43, 18 said, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, God said, I will do a new thing. And God wants to do a new thing. I like the new things. 
Amen, because that's exciting. God wants to do new things in our lives. We got to move forward with the new year and look ahead to the new things that God has in store for each and every one of us, because he does. He's got a plan. He's got a will. He's got, he's got things for us. He's got blessings and benefits, but we've got to go forward with him on those. So it's not about the past as much as it's about right now and tomorrow that matter most. Proverbs 4.25 said, Let your eyes look directly in front of you and let your gaze look straight before you. We're looking forward, amen, to the new year, what God has for us, amen. We will ultimately go in the direction that we are looking. We will, amen. And that's why we got to look where we're going. My wife tells me that all the time when I'm driving. Look where you're going, you know, because, you know, sometimes like, you know, like a dog, you know, squirrel. And so I see something over there and she goes, hey, you're driving that way and you're looking that way. Stop right. There. You know, she goes to me to stop in the middle of the road so I can look at whatever I'm looking at. So obviously that's not a good thing to do either. So it's better just to go straight. Amen. Where I'm looking. Amen. Go where you're looking. If I'm going to look over there, turn over there and go over there. Amen. Because we're going to go in the direction we're looking. And so if we're always looking behind us in the past, that's where we're going to go. And that's, that's really a dead-end street because we can't live in the past. We can't change the past. God has something for us right now and tomorrow. Amen. Uh, another person said this, don't look back. You're not going that way. I'm not going that way. Amen. I'm not going back. I'm going forward. Amen. I got my hand on the plow of God's will, and I'm pushing forward. And it's important that we look to Jesus. So we're going to go where we look, right? And so let's look to Jesus. Amen. For in our everyday lives, look to him for direction. Look to him for answers. Look to him for strength. Look to him for comfort, peace, joy, purpose, fulfillment, the will of God in our life. Look to him. Hebrews 12, 2 said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. He didn't say the beginner and the finisher. He said he's the author. And you know, an author that writes books, like especially fictional novels or whatever, you know, they come up with all the stories. They come up with all the, the scenarios. They come up with all the characters and all the situations that these characters find themselves in in every chapter. It started with a blank slate, and they just come up with this. They're the author. And God is the author of our faith. And he's, uh, he's got some more pages to write in our life if we allow him to. Amen. We've got to allow him to finish our faith. Amen. Now, Apostle Paul said in our text verse, this one thing I do. Another way of saying that, he was saying, there's one thing that I am singularly focused on in my life. It wasn't the only thing. But he was saying, this is one of the important things that I'm focused on every day of my life. He said, this one thing I do, what was it? Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. So we have to allow this principle, forgetting what's behind and reaching forward. It doesn't mean we, 
we forget the good times and the good memories and and, you know, it doesn't mean, does that mean I can't bring my scrapbooks down and, and look at the old pictures from school and, 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 and you know, all the relatives and all grandma and all that stuff? No, no, it doesn't mean that at all. It just means we don't want to live in the past. You know, there's a lot of things in the past that, that we can look back to to draw strength from. Amen. And, and Bible people, they drew strength from their, from their grandparents, from their parents, but it made them go forward. To, to plot and plow through their own way in life. Amen. So Jesus had three powerful words for us in the book of Luke. And those three words, amen, in Luke 17.32, he said, remember Lot's wife. Remember Lot's wife. Now remember, Lot was Abraham's nephew. Abraham uh, took in Lot uh, because possibly his parents passed away or whatever. So he brought him in and he raised him in his household. Well, when Abraham left and just went on, you know, just following God by faith, you know, he, now he, you talk about, you know, look to look, look into God for his future. Amen. He left his hometown and he just went saying, saying, okay, God direct me. And they, he was just walking all over the place. And wherever he walked became the future border of the promised land that when, when all those Israelites left Egypt and they went into the wilderness and they finally went into the promised land, that was the land that was promised to those people by God because Abraham went and he walked. And he did what God had him do. Well, Lot was with him. Well, after a few years, Lot became, became very successful like Abraham. And they both had many flocks. And they both had all kinds of uh, people working to keep the flocks. And then it was not enough grazing area for all these flocks to be together and all these people. And so now they were up on top of each other. And there was kind of some discord and some problems. And, and uh, Abraham's uh, in, you know, employees were getting all upset at, at lots of employees that were taking care of all the shepherds and, and, and the cattle people and all that stuff. So finally, Abraham had a meeting with Lot and said, look, you know what? We got to get together and we got to decide to go our separate ways because we're getting too big to be together anymore. Uh, and so they went up on a little hill and they looked at all the area around. And Abraham said, Lot, I'll give you first pick. You just pick where you want to go and you take all of your flocks and all of your servants and everything over there and I'll go somewhere else. And so Lot, he, I don't know if he prayed about it. I don't know. Doesn't, really, the Bible doesn't say. And, but he looked with his eyes and he saw a fertile land. He saw, wow, this is beautiful. There's lots of water and rivers and it's green and it looks very productive and, and uh, everything. And so he goes, I'm going to go over there. And so he went over there. Unfortunately, he went where Sodom and Gomorrah were, which were two wicked and evil cities. And then Abraham went the other place. Well, Lot went over there. At that time, he was a single man. He met a young, a young lady over in Sodom. He married her. They had two daughters. So years passed. Amen. And then God gave Abraham some heads up and said, you know what? I'm going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of their wickedness. And he goes, oh, my goodness, my nephew lives there. And, you know, other people maybe. And he he was talking to God about this and that or whatever. So God 
in his mercy sent two angels disguised as men to go over and rescue Lot and his family out of there before all that fire and brimstone would come down. Amen. And uh, so they, he, they were told by the angels, okay, you need to go tonight because it's going to happen shortly. And, the, the, and I love this part. And the judgment cannot happen. We've already been told the judgment cannot happen until you and your family are safely out of the city. You talk about God taking care of his people. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And I don't think, you know, I don't think Lot's wife really wanted to leave because that's where she was raised. That's where her family was. And, and Lot even tried to talk to his in-laws to get him out of there. And they didn't believe. They didn't believe. Just like, you know, we tell people, you know what? Jesus is coming back. He's going to come back and there's going to rapture the church out of here. And then there's going to be a tribulation. It's going to be terrible. We need to get out. Amen. Just like Noah's preaching, you know what? The flood's coming and the rain's coming. You need to get on this boat. This is the only boat that's going to make it. Everyone's going, <laughs> and that's what they're, you know, that's what they did to Lot. They said, no, it's fine. We've been here all of our lives. Nothing's ever happened like that. And so Lot's wife had to go. She she reluctantly went, but the angels had one important instruction. They said, you head for those mountains and do not look back. Do not look back. And so they started heading toward those mountains. And as soon as they were out of the city safely, amen, the, 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 the fire and brimstone fell on that city, amen. And maybe they could hear screams. Maybe they could hear the destruction. They heard all kinds of things. I don't know what they heard. And it was too much for Lot's wife. And she turned around and she looked. And she turned into a pillar of salt, the Bible said. Like a statue of salt. And then, uh, you know, Lot and his, his daughters, they, I don't know what they did, but they just went, they kept going. They kept going. And so Lot's wife did not follow God's command to forget the things that are behind her and to look ahead to a new future, and it cost her dearly. And you know what? I know she was comfortable there. She had lived there all her life, and, and her, you know, her parents and everybody was there. So I'm sure it was hard for her to leave. Amen. And, you know, we shouldn't, even though we might be familiar with the situation, even though we might be comfortable in a, in a situation in our lives, amen, we shouldn't want to be anywhere where God doesn't want us to be anymore. Amen. Oh, but I, ooh, you know, at least I'm comfortable, you know, because you could be in a place that's miserable, or at least I'm comfortable in my misery, even though it doesn't sound very, but you know what I mean. I think some people are actually comfortable in their misery because at least I kind of know what's going on and it's com and, uh, and it's familiar. And if I go through door number one over there that God wants me to go through, I've never been over there. But you know what? There's, no, there's not going to be the misery over there because God wants us to get out of that situation. So he said, remember Lot's wife. And so when you hear those three words, it means don't look back. Amen. Move forward. Praise God. Move forward. Amen. And so God knows best and he has something better for us, if we're willing to forget the past and move forward. And when I say forget the past, you know what I mean? I'm not saying forget all the, you know, because there's a lot of good things in our past that sometimes we need to look back to draw strength from. Hey, God did it back then. 
and he's going to do it right now. Like I'm in a big trial or I'm in a test or I'm going through a sickness or I'm going through financial trouble. Amen. And it just seems like this is the biggest one I've ever been through. And then I look back and I say, well, God did it a year ago or God did it six months ago. Amen. And so he can do it again. Now, that's a good look back. Amen. But see, we're not living back there. I'm just looking back, amen, on something God did uh, yesterday so that I can believe him for to do something today and tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. So Proverbs 23, 18 says, For surely there is a future and your hope will not be cut off. I like this verse because future and hope are in the same breath. Amen. Because we have hope in our future. People that don't see hope in their future, they they get depressed. They get despondent. They do they do uh you know things that they shouldn't be doing. Amen. Because they have no hope. We got to keep our hope, folks. And our hope is in Jesus. Amen. He is Jesus Christ in us, the hope of glory. Praise God. And so he has a future for us with hope. Jeremiah 29, 11 said, for I know the thoughts, this is God talking, I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. He's not giving us a dismal future. He's not giving us a future with its dead end. Amen. He's given us a future and a hope. Our past, amen, does not come with hope necessarily in some areas if we focus on the wrong things it comes uh, so our hope does not come from our past it comes from the fact that we have Jesus in our future amen and that makes all the difference in the world it's perspective amen some people are looking at their future and they're saying oh my goodness they're scared to death of 2023 Amen. Because they, they look at 2022 and they're looking back so much that they're worried that that, that whole year is going to follow them into the next year. And, and those 12 months are going to jam themselves right on top of you in January of 2023. And you're not going to be able to make it. Amen. But you don't need to be afraid of the future. Amen. Because we know, amen, who holds the future. Amen. Praise God. And his name is Jesus. So we can go into the future with hope and with peace and with contentment knowing he's going to guide us. So our past is full of old things. Our future is bright and full of new things. So, you know, we, what, are, what are some new things that we've been given since, since we've known Jesus, since we began to walk this walk? Well, we have a new birth. That's a new thing that transforms our lives and, and makes a new creation out of us. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I like that promise. So, the, And the Bible talks about we become a new person when we get the Lord in our lives. He gives us a new name. Amen. When we're baptized in his wonderful name, we take on the name of Jesus. Did you know that? So my, my name, you know, is, uh, well, my middle name is John. And so, and my, actually my full name. And usually only two women call me by my full real name, Randall. And that's my mom and my wife. And usually when I hear Randall, I'm doing something wrong because, you know, that's, that's the official name that's only supposed to be used at the doctor's office 
and the DMV and stuff. Amen. But, uh, but you know, it's Randall, John, Bradley, Jesus. Amen. It's Ralph Gonzalez, Jesus. And I, I don't know your middle name, but, you know, put it in there. Amen. Well, we have Jesus on, in us, on us. Amen. We're put in Christ and Christ in us. So he gives us a new name and we have a new testament, even though it's an old, it's not as old as the Old Testament, but it's a, a new Old Testament. It's like 2000 years old, but still new. And it's, he gives us a new commandment to guide us, he said. And we have a new and living way to walk in. And he gives us a new song to sing. And we're promised a new heaven and a new earth. And we're on our way to a new Jerusalem where he said, in my father's house are many mansions and I go to prepare a place for you. And if it wasn't so, I wouldn't have told you and got your hopes up. But I'm not getting your hopes up just to get your hopes up. Amen. To fool you into going forward. Amen. I'm actually preparing a place for you right now so that when you, when you meet me in eternity, you're going to be in a wonderful place. And that's what I'm hoping for. Amen. Our future is bright. Praise God. And we want to, in 20, as we say goodbye to 2022 and hello to 2023, amen, we, we, we want to let to His Word, the, the light of His Word to guide our path and the comfort of His Spirit to give us solace and, and help in time of need. Amen. And we want the power of his name, amen, to protect us and to fight for us as we step across, amen, at 12, whatever, 01, this Saturday night into the new year, amen. I won't be up then. Sorry, I can't stay up anymore that late uh, and bang the pots with the big spoon outside and scream and all that stuff. I used to like to do that and have the kids with me, but... I can barely make it past 9 or 10 o'clock, and then I'm like, okay, well, I'll wake up and say, yay, we made it in the morning. Amen. But thank God, he's kept us all through 2022. Amen. With all of its challenges and with all of its uh, unknowns and everything, amen, he has made it a better year. And I couldn't have done it without him. I don't know about you. I couldn't have done it without him. And I can't do 2023 without him. We got to take Jesus into 2023. Amen. We can't leave him in the past. Well, Jesus did so many things for me last year, year before. I'm going to memorialize. I'm going to make a museum and put all those things in there. And I'm going to go visit that museum every day and eat popcorn and drink soda. Amen. But no, he doesn't want you to put him in a museum. He wants you to say, I did it before and I'll do it again. And we're going to take him into 2023. And he wants to do greater things and more things for us. Praise God. God likes to outdo himself in our lives if we'll let him. So we say, well, I don't know how he can get any better than he's already been to me. Oh, yeah. Just wait. He can. He can. Do you have the expectation? Do you have the faith? Amen. Do you have the, the, the commitment to, to just go through? Because sometimes we're going to have to plow through and we're going to still have some obstacles and, and some uh, confrontations in the spirit and, and in our lives that we're going to have to work through. But God is going to see us through because our future, your future, my future is bright with Jesus. Would you stand with me?